session five, a slower pace. Is what we're looking at today. And as usual, we begin with question number one. What's your favorite way to relax? Listening to music. Listening to music, okay. That's relaxing. Go ahead. At the beach. At the beach, okay. Sleeping. Sleep. That's good. Laying up on the floor after work. Laying up on the floor after work, all right. Okay. All right, let's look at um, Bible Meets Life, page 55. Someone read that, please. The American economy is built on productivity. <laughs> Take your time. Yeah. The American business has embraced that same idea and it feels that it's in virtually every part of our lives. We all surely know people who say with a sense of pride in their voices, I'm so busy. With this mindset, we often believe our productivity determines our worth and value. I'm busy. I'm doing I am doing something important. This means I am important. If that is true, then the busier we are, the more important we are. If we're not careful, we can find ourselves cutting corners, neglecting our families, and putting off things that are actually more important. However, productivity is not tied to the number of things we do, but the way we use our time. God has given us a gift toward that end called rest. On the surface, surface, it may seem that a life of simplicity that includes meaningful times of rest might eat into our productivity, but that's not the case at all. We need to recapture the importance of the habit of rest as a time of refreshment and restoration. Okay, thank you. How do we find the balance between the busyness of being productive and taking the necessary time to rest? That's the big million dollar question. What's the point? Rest, rest is a gift from God. Do we always remember that? No. Rest is a gift and it's a gift from God. Being productive is considered a virtue in our culture but how far do we take that? We stay busy with jobs, family, activities, sports, and hobbies. We desire a simpler lifestyle. But who has the time? Productivity is not tied to the amount of things we do, but the way we use our time. God has given us a gift toward that end. Rest. R-E-S-T. Rest. We need to recapture the importance and habit of rest as a time of refreshment and restoration. We have a couple of passages that we're going to look at today. But before we look at those passages, let me give you the setting of our study today. Yeah, we got it on. <laughs> The Lord had delivered the Israelites from Egyptian bondage and had set them on the journey to the promised land. Along the way, 
he led them to meet him at Mount Sinai, as recorded in Exodus chapters 19 and 20. There the Lord gave Moses the Ten Commandments. When God spoke the commandments, the Israelites responded with great fear and reverence to the Lord, recorded in uh, Exodus 20, 18 to 21. Then the Lord directed Moses to instruct them regarding the laws associated with the commandments. Uh, verses 20 to 31. Okay, with that, let's, let's have someone read the first passage that we have, Exodus 20, 18-11. Who want to take that one? Exodus 20, 18-11. Okay. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. You are to labor six days and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You must not do any work. You, your son or daughter, your male or female servant, your livestock, or the resident alien who is within your city gates. For the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything in them in six days. Then he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and declared it holy. Keyword, Sabbath. 28. In the Hebrew language, the word carries the basic idea of ceasing any work and taking time to rest. The principle of a Sabbath rest is as old as creation. Genesis 1 describes God's work of creation in six days. On the seventh day, God had completed his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, for on it he rested from all his work of creation. Genesis 2, 2-3. God included this principle in the Ten Commandments. His moral law. The timeless principle is that all people should set aside this time to rest and refresh themselves. This command is countercultural. It is markedly different from how we live today. Despite culture's opinion, God's commands are designed for our benefit, and obedience to a Sabbath rest benefits us greatly. I learned this the hard way. When I completed my seminary training, I met with a council of professors. Their duty was to strengthen and prepare me for ministry and expose any weaknesses that could potentially cause me harm. In one meeting, one professor told me, no, ministry is a marathon, not a sprint. If you keep going at this pace, you will burn yourself out of ministry. He was right. My workaholic personality has caused problems in my relationships, brought strain to my health, and produced ministry burnout. Why has happened? I didn't like to stop and rest. This may sound absolutely ridiculous, but I loathe resting. However, I've discovered so many benefits to the Sabbath rest. One, physical rest. I have a 1984 El Camino that I love to drive as a weekend car. When I go on a long road trip, I need to stop every couple of hours to keep the car from overheating. If I drive this vehicle too long without stopping, the engine overheats. We are wired much like that 1984 El Camino. If we fail to stop on a regular basis, we will overheat. We will exhaust ourselves. God didn't create our bodies to run without rest. He created the Sabbath for physical rest. Spiritual refreshment. One of the most dangerous things we can do is try to be self-sufficient. Our spiritual life is not to be our backup, 
our B plan for those times we don't feel sufficient to carry out the everyday duties of life by ourselves. No, everything should flow out of our dependency on Christ. While we are to walk with Christ daily, moment by moment, a Sabbath rest allows us to slow down and renew ourselves spiritually, even as we restore ourselves physically. We slow down and make sure everything is flowing out of our walk with Christ. Reflection. On our family dinner table, we implement something we call highs and lows. This is the time when our children reflect on their day and share one good thing and one not so good thing that happened. It lets us as parents hear what's on their hearts and just as important, it allows them to reflect on their day. Times of reflection are highly beneficial for us. The Sabbath rest forces us to pause from our busyness and reflect on the highs and lows of life. Reflection allows, to make, reflection allows us to make course corrections and realign ourselves with the will of God. The fourth commandment, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, has two parts. One, we remember the Sabbath day by taking a, bre a break from our normal work week. Two, we keep it holy by using the Sabbath as a time of focused attention on our lives in Christ. Unfortunately, too many people ignore one or both parts of this command, but we do, but we do both. Rest, true rest, is taking place. Okay, that's a mouthful. Yes. But uh, basically three points we want to highlight before we go on to the next passage. And that is the first four of the Ten Commandments help us to grow in our relationship with God. And so God has a system designed to help us to grow in our relationship with Him. We're not bastards or orphans who are brought into the family of God and says, okay, go for it for yourself. No, we have, God has given us uh, commands to help us grow in our relationship with Him. And then secondly, keeping the fourth commandment regarding the Sabbath day affects our walk with God, how we live our lives in a way that impacts the lives of those around us, our walk with the Lord. And then thirdly, the Sabbath was to be, a, was to be holy. In other words, different from other days, it should not be treated as the other days in our society today. Sunday, the Sabbath is treated like all the other days. Yes. I remember a time in, 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 in the Bahamas when stores never opened on Sundays. Remember that? That's right. Yeah. Stores never opened on Sundays. No. Now you can go to any, just about any store on a Sunday. Yeah. Okay, and so the Sabbath was to be wholly different from other days and set apart for God. And so we are changing. Uh, we are getting like uh, the rest of the world around us. Um, notice some benefits of taking Sabbath rest. Physical rest, spiritual, spiritual refreshment, and reflection. We all need all three of those things, right? Yes. Otherwise, we'll, we'll go insane. We'll lose our mind. Look at verse 10 again. Notice what verse 10 says. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You must not do any work. You, your son, or your daughter, or your mule, or your female servant, your livestock, or your resident alien who is within your city gates. You know, I chuckle, Anton, but Anton um, uh, has an uncle who's a Seventh-day Adventist, and um, Anton's dad went to him one day to borrow his truck, 
and it happened to be a Saturday. And he says, my truck don't work on Saturdays. <laughs> he's serious. <laughs> right? And so Anton started to go find a truck somewhere else. <laughs> but when we look at verse 10, God intended for his commandment to be about Sabbath day to be about the Sabbath day to be clear. It's not written in vague language, is it? No. No, it's not written in vague language beyond our ability to comprehend. It's clear. We can fully comprehend it. Neither does it leave us with a wiggle room so we can reason ourselves away from its obligation on us. And people like to do that, don't we? We like to find ways to wiggle out of stuff. It's a day God expects us to set aside for rest. And so God intended his people to honor the Sabbath, and he often would send leaders who would reinforce the fourth commandment. They were like policemen. They'd make sure everybody was, was doing what they're supposed to do. For instance, Nehemiah led God's people to rebuild the wall that protected Jerusalem after they returned from the exile in Babylon. But God led Nehemiah to do much more than simply rebuild the wall. God used him to lead the nation of Israel towards spiritual vitality. Revitalizing the nation spiritually meant making the Sabbath day a priority for the believers. After God's people had returned to Jerusalem, they had begun to disregard it, allowing merchants to sell goods in Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. Sounds familiar? Yes. Nehemiah addressed the problem by ordering the guards to close the gates at the beginning of the Sabbath and to keep them closed until the end of it. We see that account in, in uh, Nehemiah chapter 13, uh, verses 16 to 19, if you want to check it out for yourself. With the gates closed to the merchants, God's people could not engage in commerce. Consequently, they would not be tempted to break the Sabbath commandment. The fourth commandment included everyone within Israel, every single soul. The Lord directed each family to keep the Sabbath, to keep the Sabbath day, and he made no room for any exceptions whatsoever. A father who wanted to keep the commandment might have reason that he could order his children to do work. He wouldn't, he wouldn't do himself on the Sabbath. Or he might, have, he may, he might come to think of the, the, the commandment come to think that the commandment didn't apply to his slaves or his servants that were working for him. Therefore, they could work while he took the Sabbath rest. But foreigners who worked with him had to stop and rest on that day as well uh, for the whole week. Even his livestock had to be given the privilege of rest. So you see why fellas said his truck don't work on Saturdays, right? Yeah. <laughs> So we remember the Sabbath day by taking a break from our normal work week. And we keep it holy by using the Sabbath as a time focused on the attention of our lives for Christ. I gave out a, a handout. You should have a handout that says Sabbath. Anybody didn't get that? It says Sabbath. Okay, everybody got it. Uh, it gives us the origins, and our time wouldn't permit us to go through this, but uh, we, we advise you to keep it and go through it on your time, as we encourage you to do with your 
study guides during the course of the week. So it gives us the origins of the Sabbath. The word Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat, meaning to cause or to desist. Primary meaning uh, is that of a cessation from all work, stopping all work, period. And then we have reference to the Old Testament, uh, the end of biblical period, the New Testament, and uh, what you call the blue laws. So we encourage you to look over that and be enlightened uh, by what we have. Next question, number three. Well, question number two. Question number two. Why do we often struggle to slow down and take a break? Just think we can get done for now. Okay, we we afraid we won't get stuff done. Burn out? Yeah. Okay, we struggle to slow down and take a break. There are people who have retired and decided that, oh, this ain't for me. Yeah. And they go back to work. work. All right? Not me. Huh? <laughs> Not you. Okay. Uh, question number three What benefits of practicing a day of Sabbath rest resonate with you? Worshiping and praising God. Worshiping and praising God, okay. What are the benefits? To rewind. Rewind, okay. Especially with regards to the type of profession you're in, right? Some professions are more stressed than others, so you really need to take a break. Otherwise, you'll go crazy. All right, let's look at the other passage we have. Please do it, Dr. Engage. Uh, she did a homework. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I always do a homework. We, we can get to that. Okay. We can get to that. Okay, next we will discover what observing the Sabbath meant about the nation of Israel and the consequences of disobeying regarding the Sabbath. Let's look at uh, Exodus 31, 12 to 14. Who want to take that one? The Lord said to Moses... Tell the Israelites you must observe the Sabbaths, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, so that you will know that I am the Lord who consecrates you. Observe the Sabbath, for it is holy to you. Whoever profanes it must be put to death. If anyone does work on it, that person must be cut off from his people. Keyword profane, profound. Profanes, 31.14. The term was to do with making a statement or taking an action that insults, desecrates, or defiles something or someone. God spoke of Sabbath rest in Genesis 2 and Exodus 20. In Exodus 25.31, God explained the design and plan for the tabernacle and the center place of worship for the Israelite community. And for the offerings and sacrifices the Israelites were to present at the tabernacle every day. Um, Then God brought the subject back to the Sabbath. The Israelites were to present sacrifices on every Sabbath in addition to the regular bird offerings and its drink offerings. Notice that that whenever God spoke of the Sabbath, he always emphasized the consecration and holiness. When God consecrates something, he sets it apart. To be consecrated is to be holy, set apart from everything else. The tabernacle was holy, a place set apart exclusively for the worship of Yahweh God. The Sabbath was set apart 
from the other days of the week for rest and worship. The two went hand in hand, since the tabernacle was the place of worship, and the Sabbath was the designated time for worship. If the Sabbath was not properly observed, then worship would not be properly observed. Improper use of the Sabbath would mean improper use of the tabernacle. The Sabbath rest was obviously an important command for God's people. But not everyone sees the importance of the Sabbath, the Sabbath rest. As mentioned earlier, the command to observe a Sabbath rest is, a counter, is countercultural. Even today, the, word, the world tells us to go, go, go. However, God calls us to take time to rest. When the Israelites chose to obey God in this manner, it reflected that they belonged to God. Their obedience was an outward sign that they had entered into a covenant relationship with Him. The Lord who consecrates you. We also are called to be holy, but as the one who called you is holy, you also are to be holy in all your conduct. It is written, Be holy because I am holy. 1 Peter 1 15. In Christ, we are to be set apart to live for God in a way that is a far cry from the way the world expects us to live. Holiness is reflected in our desire to keep a Sabbath rest that lends itself to worship, rest, and reflection. As Christians in our time and culture, we do not observe the Sabbath in the same way the Israelites in Moses' times would have observed the day. But the practice spans across... Sorry, the principle spans across all places, all times, and all cultures. The timeless truth of the Ten Commandments and the principle of, of a Sabbath rest still stand. We now celebrate the resurrection of Jesus every week by joining together with other believers to worship Jesus in our local churches. We celebrate the Lord's Day as a day to worship our Savior and rest from work. It is a shining sign to the world that we have been saved by Jesus. Jesus has sanctified us and set us apart. Okay, thank you. Notice uh, a couple of uh, teachings in that uh, context that we read uh, regarding the Sabbath after the construction of the tabernacle. Notice the tabernacle would provide them with a location for their worship. So they had a visible place that they can worship. But then the Sabbath would provide them with the times of their worship. They had a particular time that they could come. And then worshiping God every Sabbath would be a sign to other nations. It would signal Israel's devotion to God. And it reminds us that the world is watching us. And then worshiping God on the Sabbath would have a spiritual impact on his people. They would live in the awareness he had consecrated them to be his people. Okay, and then we notice that uh, there is also an indication about the holiness of the Sabbath uh, mentioned here. The Sabbath was set apart as a day of rest following God's example that he gave in creation. And so here again we see God is giving us an example of what he himself has done. He says, this is what I've done, this is how I did it, and this is what I want you to do. So we can't say, well, Lord, how, how do I do that? You know, how do I go about it? God gave us an example 
uh, by resting on the Sabbath to show it, what show us what it's like, what it should be. And then God expected His people to set the day apart by the ceasing from their work and turning their attention to worshiping Him. And that means not being distracted during our times of worshiping God. Because I know there are times that we are sitting in church and we are listening to the sermon and we've got our minds on all kinds of other stuff. Some get their minds in the oven at home, uh, what's cooking. Some get their minds on what they're going to do after church. Some get their minds on what they're going to do the next day. And so God expected his people to set the day apart and to have God given their undivided attention and focus, not to be distracted. And then he noticed the consequences of not keeping the Sabbath. Rebellious behavior was not to be tolerated at all. And then punishment for desecrating the Sabbath was death. 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 Boy, see how serious God was about that? Yeah. It was death. Question number four. What does it mean to keep the day, a day holy? You just said it. Hmm? You just said it. Said it, okay. No, you just said it. <laughs> I just said it. What is it? Rest. 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 Being obedient, right? Yes. Doing as God says we shall do. And like the passage said, set it aside. Do something different from the other six days. Mm -hmm. You know, make that a different type of day from mm -hmm. the other six that you have. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Okay, next we will, again, we will again see the connection between the Sabbath and the story of creation. Last passage, uh, Exodus 31, 15 to 17. We want to take that one, last one. Work may be done for six days, but on the seventh day there must be a Sabbath of complete rest, holy to the Lord. Anyone who does work on the Sabbath day must be put to death. The Israelites must observe the Sabbath, celebrating it throughout their generations, as a permanent covenant. It is a sign forever between me and the Israelites. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, but on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. The Sabbath was a covenant between God and his people. Our practice of a Sabbath rest reflects our covenant relationship through Christ. Being a parent has helped me understand the covenant relationship. I am blessed to have four energetic children with wonderful personalities. <coughs> We set boundaries for our children. We know what is best for them, and we expect them to abide by our rules. Of course, we extend plenty of grace, but our covenant with our kids is a promise of love and boundaries. You've likely seen children who seem to have no boundaries. Some parents appear to let their kids do whatever they want. Without a covenant of boundaries, order, or consequences, a child's emotional, relational, and spiritual growth can be stunted and even harmed. Later, as adults, they face difficulty in following rules and guidelines. They are prone to rebel against anything they don't like, and they bristle against any and all authority. I set boundaries for my children because it is my job as their parent to protect and guide them. These boundaries are tied to our relationship. No one else can set home life boundaries for my children. Similarly, in God's covenant with his people, he knows best how to guide and protect his people. He has provided boundaries and guidelines for their called commandments and laws. Consequences would follow when his people fail to live by his guidelines and laws. For the Israelites, one of the consequences for failing to keep the Sabbath 
the Sabbath holy was death. This may sound harsh to us, but if someone blatantly disregarded the Sabbath, they were disregarding the covenant and providing their disloyalty to the rule and reign of God. The consequence of death reflected God's desire to protect the community he loved and to keep his people holy. God also set boundaries for our covenant relationship with him through Christ, and those boundaries protect and guide us. Those boundaries are for our good and for his glory. Even as we are thankful for the grace of God, we should never lose sight of the consequences that results from disobedience. Therefore, we must not take the word of God lightly. One of the consequences we face is a break in our relationship with God. When Christians sin against God, we are convicted. We often feel shame, guilt, and discouragement. We have created a barrier in our relationship with God. For example, it's a horrible feeling when my wife and I are in a disagreement. I can't focus well. I don't eat right. I don't act the same. We experience a war in our relationship that affects every area of my life until I clear the air with her and make it right. The worst feeling for a Christian is living in unrepentant sin because we know it is hindering our relationship with God. Our worship, scripture reading, and prayer are all affected. Sin impacts every area of life until we repent. Until we turn from sin and pursue holiness, our fellowship with God is broken. Pursue peace with everyone and holiness. Without it, no one will see the Lord. Hebrews 12, 14. The remedy is to repent of our wrong, turn back to God, and resume the holy life he calls us to live. And when we observe the Sabbath rest he gives us, we are renewed physically and spiritually. We are drawn once again to those things that keep us living for him. Okay, now notice God repeats himself with this passage of scripture, right? Yes. By repeating this command, the Lord underscored the priority he placed on the Sabbath day. And we know why we repeat things, right? Yes. Because we want to get the point across. And God does the same thing here. Okay, notice uh, uh, he gives us more details about his commands to his people regarding the work of the rest, the work of rest, work and rest. Notice, work for six days each week. Six days, no more. Be devoted to rest and worship on the Sabbath. God considered the Sabbath day to be holy and so must his people. Can't have a different opinion about the Sabbath than God does. And then he reiterated that the penalty was death for those who ignored the call to rest on the Sabbath day. Well, doesn't that sound familiar? I mean, we are told to wear seatbelts for our safety, right? Yes. And God tells us that obey the Sabbath for our safety. safety. Okay. Uh, but there are people who just don't, don't agree. And uh, the consequences are dire. No. They may just say stop it from this. For those who don't know me, this is a common practice. <laughs> um, the Sabbath, the Lord says, because it is a Sunday or Saturday, any day that you have, that you put aside to worship Him strictly as a Sabbath day, it doesn't have to be a particular day. It could be any day of the of the week that you can worship Him in spirit and in truth. So bear in mind, it doesn't have to be a Sabbath. It can be a Wednesday. So a Sabbath can be any day. As long as it is holy, 
Some people look at it like that, yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the New Testament, we are instructed not to judge a man in his food or his drink or his day of Sabbath. So what he said is correct. Mm -hmm. He said not to judge your fellow man in his what he eat or drink or the day that he chooses to have as his Sabbath. Mm -hmm. That's in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. So what? <laughs> okay. Any other observations? That's really? the New Testament. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you have that thing you call a project or a contract. You uh -huh. go to work in the house in America. Well, when you went to you recruit the labor office, the recruiter man will say, they don't get out no seven day advantage because those fruit, the corn, those vegetables, they must be power to have a certain time. <laughs> so what they induce you to do with your water boots, your raincoat, you're ready for the very so uh but I feel that that you know uh something is questionable. Okay. Any others? Observations? Comments? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Our time is to get five more minutes. Note that the religious leaders in Jesus' day drained the Sabbath of its true meaning by imposing rigid religious laws on God's people, leaving them with nothing more than a day filled with legalistic burdens to bear. And so they took advantage of, of the people as regards to the Sabbath. Uh, God intended the Sabbath to be kept for generations as a permanent sign of the covenant relationship between God and his people. And that is set. Okay, uh, question number five. Which day, which day take us the Sabbath day? Well, Christendom, Christendom observes Sunday as the Lord's Day. That's the Sabbath. That's Christendom. Okay, other people who choose to, another day, that's their choice. Yeah, Sunday. Okay, question number five. What do we stand to gain when we regularly observe a day of Sabbath rest? What do we stand to gain? Rest. Rest. Rest, huh? Every Sunday, I'll be able to relax and take time. Refresh. Refreshment? Okay. What about obedience? Yes. That's a big deal, right? Yes, it is. Notice what God says about obeying. And the Old Testament life. Yeah. Consistent. Yeah. So you don't want to get in God's crosshairs, all right? Obedience is the key. All right. Um, back to the activity. Yes. Engage. Yes. Uh, circle the words below that page uh, 58. Uh, circle the words below that best describe how you view Sabbath rest. Necessary. I was going to say that too. Okay. Relaxing. Reflective. Uh -huh. Requirements. 
<laughs> a gift. Okay. Productive and renewing. All right. Okay, discuss how you anybody else? No. Okay, only Sarah, right? <laughs> okay, discuss how your views on Sabbath rest have changed over time. Anybody have changed their views on Sabbath rest over time? I find I needed more. Younger. Okay. Yeah, you needed more now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Right. it's more essential now. Yeah, more essential. Okay. More beneficial. More beneficial. Okay. Uh, when do you have difficulty taking a break or slowing down? When you have something to do. No, yeah. Pressing. When you have something pressing. When you have something pre When you get deadlines, right? Yes. Okay, or quotas to me. Thank you for remembering. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, how do we flesh this out now? We've gone through the lesson. What do we do about what we've gotten? How do we put this, this, this in action? Page 63. Live it out. God loves us and is very serious about his covenant with us. He knows what we need and why we need it. And that includes our need for a Sabbath rest. Consider one of these suggestions as a way to capture rest as a gift from God. One, rest. Take a day off from any work. Rest your mind and body and don't convince yourself you are not being productive. Proper rest will make you more productive. True. And then secondly, refresh. Spend time in prayer and worship, both by yourself and with others. Let the things of God fill your mind and renew you. Memorize Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and, there's if, and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. And then thirdly, reflect. Use a journal and write down what God is teaching you. Record your evaluation of the past day or week because such reflection will spur you on to greater things. When you embrace rest as a gift from God, Greater productivity will result. What is the what is the point again? Rest, rest is a gift from God. Rest is a gift from God. I don't know of anybody who like gifts. Anybody that don't like gifts? We all love gifts. So take advantage of the gifts that God has given us, and uh, let's view uh, rest and Sabbath the way God intended for us to view it and practice the Sabbath observances that align with the principles that we have looked at in the session today. Okay, that brings us to the end of our time. Two minutes past. Uh, let's close in prayer. Father and God in heaven, we thank you for our lesson today and the reminders contained in it. Help us to practice Sabbath rest and worship as you fully intended for us to do. And may we truly see and realize the benefits of it. Bless us now as we leave this room, but not your presence. Continue to get glory for yourself in the service to follow. And all that will be, all those who will be participating, may you be glorified and honored. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen.